it's very easy to get demotivated by the fact that I've been around for 11 years, but there are creators who've been around for two or three years, but I have 10 times my numbers. I don't have that filter. And I feel like if I ever become the kind of person that has that filter, just smack my face because then I'm not me. But when it comes to like internet and anonymous people just trying to stir up the pot, it really makes no difference in my life. Articles and photos and effort that wasn't a 15 second reel, like <laughs> it just wasn't it where it was suckers of like, you know, just long form content. I genuinely didn't have an option because I had been collecting capital and putting things aside for four, four and a half years. I would like sell my notes as a notebook and it would be properly packaged and branded as Anam's notebook. And oh, I would no like, way. and that girl reached out to me by the end of the day and left me a big fat. Thank you, God. I have goosebumps. I cannot believe I'm realizing this post-launch. I should have heard this pre-launch. <laughs> I once had a birthday cake, which was a calculator. You just listened to a preview of what the entire episode is going to be like with Anam. And if you don't know Anam, she is a blogger, content creator, makeup and beauty entrepreneur with her brand Verified. And we've just done a collaborations of Verified and Sarah together to create some amazing jewelry. In today's episode, you know that we're talking about community, something that we're both driven towards. We're talking about what the future of Verified potentially holds, how she's dealing with uh, coming from an entrepreneurial background to working with a husband to the future growth of a brand. And we end with a super fun rapid fire round. This was truly an absolutely amazing conversation. And I really hope you get a lot of value from it. As a third generation jeweler, I get to create jewelry that will be worn on the most memorable experiences of our clients, be it weddings, festive family get-togethers, travel, or even a girl's night out. Just about any time women want to look their best. On one such occasion, my wife lost a gold bangle that was given to her by my mother on our wedding day. The loss of jewelry that had a lot of sentimental value caused her to have stress and guilt for not having found it. Using that negative experience, we decided to create Sara, bringing my experience of over two decades of gold and diamond jewelry manufacturing to the world of fashion jewelry. The idea behind this podcast is to showcase the journey of one person trying to build a brand that can potentially outlive themselves. From the challenges to the absolutely amazing conversations with the people who inspire me. From the smallest changes that have had the largest impact on our brand growth. Hello, I am Tarun Jigwani and welcome to Sara Talks. So one of the things I wanted to start with was full disclaimer, right? Like one of the reasons why I was obsessing about trying to do the podcast before the launch is in my head, I was thinking, oh my God, what happens if this collab completely like bombs in my face? Um, how do we like, you know, show excitement? Like, yes, collab. Um, so I was like, oh, let's please do it before. Please do it before. Because I'm used to... Um, selling higher ticket items and I've never sold so well of lower ticket items and I think that mainly came or gave me a massive sense of community right like I've experienced months of great sales days of great value sales but this was literally the first time I've ever experienced community driven sales so I wanted to essentially start off with asking you was there a point incident, uh, event, whatever that you realized that Anam Verified doesn't have just followers, but actually has a community that not only cares about you, but cares about themselves as well. I don't think there was a single point. 
I think that it was a actually I don't even think it was me who realized it. Uh, I think that one of the people who made me realize that the power of influence is I cringe when I use the word influence because I come from you know blogger content creators. So the term influencer doesn't hold much weight in my head uh, for me. Um, I think one of the people who made me realize what I was doing and the gravitas of it all was my husband, now business partner. Um, I am amongst, of course, other people that have been part of my journey in different ways. Like I've had a manager who was with me, uh, who moved from the brand side to working with me. And she was with me for a year, year and a half. And I think she played a very instrumental role. Disha played a very instrumental role in me realizing um, what I was doing. Because, you know, as a creator, it's very easy to get demotivated by the fact that I've been around for 11 years, but there are creators who've been around for two or three years, but have 10 times my numbers. And I went through the phase of feeling like, oh my God, am I doing something wrong to not have those kind of numbers? But I realized what I was instead driving value with. And it was people like my husband, like Disha, who uh, were instrumental in me realizing that that had far greater value and that. I shouldn't necessarily be obsessed with follower numbers, which otherwise the industry tells you to chase after. But listen, I have a question for you. Am I allowed to ask you questions on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a conversation. It's not an interview-based thing. I love it. Okay, so uh, because you said that you saw the power of influence and you saw the way, like, like I think you and I have discussed this even pre-launch, right? You're used to selling much higher ticket value items and because of that the quantity to profit ratios are so different from what we're doing right now um i feel like i want to ask you are you happy with the response because in present day we're what four days in from launch five days day five from launch Today's day five, yeah. uh, are you happy with what oh, you're seeing it. in the first so, <laughs> i can tell you my experience of launch day right like i was um I had prepped the whole family. I was like, the sixth is launched, like eight o'clock. I don't know about my dinner plans. Please don't stress me out. I've never done a launch like this. Um, and and then I added pressure to you to be part of the YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was one of those things where I was, um, I was unexpecting. I mean, I was literally thinking that, yeah, we'll get a couple of orders you know, launch day, we'll get maybe five, ten orders. And I thought it'll come over, you know, the Saturday to Monday. What I didn't expect or what I was blown away by was literally products went live. And the minute the live was over, after five minutes, you were asking, like, how was it? And I was like, yes, it's amazing. And then tick order, tick order. And then you were like, yeah, I'm also getting orders. And I was just like, what? Like, insane. Like, that's what I said. Like, I have never experienced community-driven sales. Like, I've had great clients who keep buying from me, but I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't really call it, like, community. Like, I know they like my products. I know I make great products, but I've never experienced, like, being part of community, right? Like, and it's also because I've, I mean, since we started talking Clubhouse, Instagram, whatever, that I started following you and I kept saying, like, every time, like, A, you are under unapologetically you like I'm, I'm i have so much respect for that right like i mean i've seen you share uh this photo i wasn't sure i was not sure whether posting up you get massive troll for it you get your confidence back and be like no man i don't care this is me take it or leave it love it or hate it and i am just blown away by that right like i'm i have met a couple of influencers content creators and i really found that there was a huge difference between their digital persona and their in-person like dramatic like i have seen people who i was like really excited to meet i went up to them and i was like whoa like uh, uh, how is this person like interacting on a face to face in person but on camera it's like hey guys what's up how are you doing um and i found that and that was always my back of head thinking is is will you be the same on a digital platform than I meet you in person? And I have to say, like, there's been zero difference. Like, like it's it's amazing. Like, that's the reasons why I also felt that when I connected with you and when I met you in person, like, there was no difference. And I was like, yeah, like, I get Anam, right? Like, uh, I, I, there's also certain parts that I, as me, don't do, right? Like, I can't imagine being stuck in traffic, singing Hindi songs, 
um how you've been doing like i can't do that like so is there a point where you would like has there been days where you don't share anything or are you just like in bread to consistently share can you ever stop creating content you know it really has to do with what mindset i mean there have been days when i've been in in the middle of a really fantastic event party fashion week work affair essentially yeah. and i haven't shared a single thing and that's because i'm not feeling it um and then there are days when i'm i'm with zero makeup and feeling like trash today is one of those days when i'm definitely feeling like trash because you know i've had a very hectic day and uh but i feel like it. like like you know i don't mind i just i just think i'm one of those people that doesn't mind being judged like as weird as it sounds like it doesn't affect me the way it used to i'm not saying it never affected me and i wasn't like i didn't always have thick skin um uh, it took a lot of time to develop thick skin i have been around for 11 years and uh i feel like initially it used because it, it's funny because like i feel like i've gone through different types of trolling also over the years because if you look at my pictures from 2011 when i started my blog i was a, i i had certain trolls who called me a toothpick with boobs So I was that skinny and then in the lockdown when I gained you know a certain amount of weight I was getting to, told that I'm pregnant and not revealing it and I'm like guys I'm not pregnant never have been I've just you know this is life you gain weight I mean how freaking privileged are you to be able to just sit there gaining weight in the middle of a pandemic right True. so I'm like I'm just I can't I don't know what to what else to be but myself but it really has a lot to do with my frame of mind like I had a vlog that went live just yesterday because I was in Delhi for India Couture Week and um I wasn't feeling myself in the middle of that event and I was vlogging so while I was vlogging I said it in my video where I was like I don't know what it is but I'm not feeling me I wasn't posting stories on that on in- not even just on that particular day i really wasn't as myself through that trip i was i had a lot of pressure that was dealing with behind the scenes work wise i wasn't in a um, it didn't have much to do with the fact that i wasn't in a familiar space because i i i'm okay with unfamiliar spaces but i was just i'm very vibe as weird as that may sound um and i wasn't feeling it and uh, it had nothing to do with the place so the event it was just me i wasn't feeling it so i'm really candid about moments like that because i feel like the internet has become a place where everyone wants to be slim and proper and everyone wants to just come across like they've got their shit together no i don't have my shit together i really don't have my shit together and i'm just okay to admit it like i don't know what else to do i think that's amazing right like because you spoke about trolls and negativity how have you ended up dealing with it right like it's it's stuff that all of us at some level whether business person uh, whatever right like putting up on social uh, there's this immense pressure of having life perfect how do you end up dealing with it like how do you end up rephrase how do you end up building the courage to end up putting vulnerable instances out like how do you like what did you do how did you what is your like surroundings to get that happen Because it has, I so, think, to do with confidence. Like, how did that get built? I don't know if it has to do with confidence, but I call myself an ostrich. So, you know, growing up, we were told that an ostrich buries its head in the ground, and because it can't see anything, it pretends nothing can see it too. That's just yeah. me. Sometimes it works, sometimes it backfires, but in most cases, I'm, I'm an ostrich. Like, you know, they. I mean, it sounds. frivolous and shallow to say oh i'm living in my own bubble but i guess i'm one of those people that knows when to tune into a bubble and when to tune out of a bubble because when i think something is going to affect me i switch bubble mode on and i'm like nope i'm going to look the other way um and this is me when it comes to internet and trolls and negativity i'm actually nothing like that in my real life like when it comes to like me in my relationships i am the first person to be like no you have a problem with me talk to me i'm the most confrontational emotional person ever in my real life my friends will attest to it because i'm the mummy of every group who's like bringing people together or yeah so i'm usually the group mummy yeah i'm like i'm usually the person who's like the mediator and i'll be like have i offended you i'm sorry or is she offended you let's talk about it and but when it comes to like internet and anonymous people just trying to stir up the pot it really makes no difference in my life so i'm very happy to switch bubble mode on and say koi fark nahi padta 
doesn't matter so what was a moment like so what were times where you considered yourself like i'm like getting the level of maturity right because it comes with a experience like how did you get to that point right like switching off is 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 a, is the result how did you end up getting there is what i'm kind of curious at you know i think consistency in just who i am as a person between online and offline is a big factor that binds my online and offline world together right because i feel like if you're pretending to be someone you're not like you said you met someone and Yeah. there was a contrast i've had those experiences too where there were people there were my peers that i thought would be really cool to meet on offline and unfortunately my experiences were like just drastically different yeah. and each of those experiences reminded me to retain that spine of the backbone of this is who i am online and this is who i am offline and there will be dissimilarities but a majority of them are similarities so i don't think there was ever a um, what was the word you used what was the the term you just used what was the term i just used i don't know uh you just used a really nice term <laughs> uh, i don't know i was talking about confidence but like uh no I, but you said confidence around something around no, i mean my, my point is maybe maturity around, majority yeah you said maturity imagine me blanking on a word like maturity so i don't think it had anything to do with the maturity it was just me reminding myself that i need to stay myself in both worlds right and as long as i know i'm being me i i don't think i ever needed to make an effort to be that because i've by nature also i've always been an old soul i you know my dad's called me mummy all his like all my life <laughs> and I, i like i said i'm the mummy of all my social circles uh, so that was not the question it was about being able to actually be me which was a struggle and i'm not going to admit i'm i'm not going to pretend and say that it came to me from day one it was an it was obviously a took me a certain amount of time but having been, having started my blog back when i was only 19 also played a very huge role in this because i started so young yeah. that i kind of grew with it no um i didn't start at 30 and then figured oh but now what um that helped a lot but like starting at 19 right there was not this influencer content creating mode like what convinced you to be like hey i want to give this a a shot um i think i might want to experiment with this because there was no like no ogs like you right like i went for an interview i mean a, a conference a while back i met someone like you know anam i was like yeah she's like an og in the content creation space and i was just like like i know you've been doing this for a while i just assumed like all the relatively popular ones haven't also been doing this for a while but at 19 that there was nobody or at least i don't know if there were people that you looked up to to say like yeah this is because it's, i don't think there was like a career choice like it just kind of happened which has its advantages and disadvantages no because see at the end of the day as an advantage i didn't know what i was getting myself into um what i thought i was doing was um starting a blog to build as a portfolio to present one day to a vogue to be able to work in their beauty you know or fashion team as a writer i thought i was aspiring to be a journalist or a stylist of some sort i didn't know i was starting off something cuz like you said there really wasn't anything yeah. in the indian space um i have a lot of friends who like i mean a lot of us have a lot of friends who live overseas and one of my friends said to me that um basically i'll give you a slightly larger context over here is i was writing blogs for aol's student lifestyle platform called coolage and i had a limit of doing 10 blog posts a month for them which needed to be lifestyle driven and i would i had to pitch ideas and then they would approve my ideas based on which i would do the content a lot of my pitches would land up being fashion beauty and lifestyle So what I landed up realizing and venting to this friend of mine was, you know, I'm liking the fact that they're picking up on my lifestyle stories, but I have all of these fashion stories on where to shop and what to do in beauty, and I'm like, I'm annoyed because I'm like, you know, what do I do? And um, they recommended to me that why don't you just start your own blog? And I was like, 
what the fuck's a blog? Like, what's a blog? I have no idea. So then I, I remember I looked up uh, Mandrapala. I looked up Brian Boy. These are like global influencer OGs. And again, they probably will cringe at hearing the term influencer as well. But it's like they had blogs. They would write content. There was articles and photos and effort that wasn't a 15 second reel like <laughs> it just wasn't it where it was suckers of like you know just long form content and uh, I was sucked into this big beautiful digital content world and I said let me do this because the carrot that was dangling in front of me was that if I build a strong enough website of my content some magazine will hire me when I graduate um it wasn't anything else um and then i guess by the time i started the blog while i started the blog i was already freelancing as a social media manager for a couple of fashion brands a food brand two three restaurants here in bandra and uh, so by the time i graduated my blog had started getting noticed. I started doing barter collaborations, which was a huge deal, obviously, because the fact that somebody would, you know, give me three lipsticks in exchange of a blog post was beyond me. It was like, what? You're going to give me lipsticks that cost 1,500 rupees in exchange of a blog post? Like, even that was like, wow. Um, and, uh, and I was making money on the side as a social media freelancer. And then... I guess somewhere along the way, I my blog picked up more and I couldn't take on any more social media clients like as a freelancer. And then I had to drop those clients. And um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of snowballed. I wish I could. I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend to be like some I knew what the hell I was doing. I really didn't. I genuinely didn't. Uh, honestly, God was uh, generous and uh, things happened at the right time. And uh, I got lucky. I mean. I just, I, once I reached a certain point when I realized what was happening, that's when the strategies kicked in that, okay, you know what, this is about to be a career. But up until that point, mm -mm, I'm not going to pretend like I knew a thing of what I was doing because I didn't. Wow. I think that's amazing because I think there's always this pressure that at 19, 20, 25, you've got to start figuring stuff out, right? Like, and it's very rare that you're like, I'm doing social, I'm doing content, I'm liking it, I'm getting paid for it, like, like life is amazing. Then what made you switch to being an entrepreneur? Like create Verify, that also in the middle of the pandemic. Like it's not like you're choosing the best of like cushion life, right? Like this is when I think Jerry just decided to quit work and join with you or it was around that time. So it's not like it's, the most uh, ideal scenarios, right? Like how are you? So our timing, our timing sucked on multiple levels, actually, because oh, okay. Jerry quit his 21 year uh, long advertising career in 19, literally 15th August 2019 was his first day out of the biz. And uh, then came the pandemic. Uh, so the timing could not have been worse because we anyway had just moved from being, you know, like a double income home to a single income home. Right. And we knew that launching Verified was still a couple of years away because uh, I was still putting aside capital for it. And uh, and there was just too many things happening at that point, right? Like I was working on Verified. Uh, Jerry wanted to take on projects as a freelancer until things settled with Verified. Um and there was just there was just a lot of things going on, so it was yeah the timing of it was rather off. As far as launching Verified was concerned, to be honest, I didn't have an option. I genuinely didn't have an option because I had been collecting capital and putting things aside for four four and a half years, and um in the middle of the lockdown, to our advantage, a lot of the bigger companies had reduced their production or somehow the factories that I was dealing with had the bandwidth to take on smaller numbers like mine. I mean, for, for them, we're smaller numbers. I, on the other hand, obviously think they're ginormous numbers. Um, but it kind of opened it up. So I really didn't have an option because I had been saving up all this capital 
that no factory was giving me bhao for because i was sitting here ordering minimum order quantities mm-hmm. and uh, so when i got the opportunity and they said yeah we can you know cuz we had closed formulas everything had been done and it was just a matter of figuring production and getting things really in execution i grabbed it i said yeah okay the timing's not ideal but i guess if we get through the next 2 years it's the biggest uh, you know it's the biggest tell of a yeah. potentially successful business mm-hmm. um why i chose to be an entrepreneur is also what you asked but i honestly don't have like i i i come from a family of a retailer right at the end of the day my dad's been in the business and had his own store here in bandra uh so i've seen that most of my life up until 2015 so he had his business for about 35 years before he decided to retire um was you so to take it up? with him no yeah. i i know i didn't because you know it's funny but like as much as i, I love what both my parents do have done and do in fashion because my mom still has her fashion label and she's been at it for 29 years as well um i love the idea of fashion but i don't necessarily think it excites me as much as beauty does um and also the 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 zones there in are very different zones like my mom is into indian wear and my dad has been into leather Yeah. um so it's not necessarily the you know the specification isn't something that necessarily like excites me maybe if any of them went to jewelry i'd jump in um uh, but <laughs> but beauty excites me and i always knew that i eventually wanted to have my own brand it was just something that had been on my vision board for as long as it had and uh, I think somewhere along the line when I saw Huda Beauty launch her brand it felt like okay I'm not crazy this is something that a blogger can do and accomplish and you know uh if you play your cards right it can go a long way so I I've always been that person my mom jokes and tells me that I've always been like an entrep- I mean I don't know if she's joking I think of it as a joke but my mom always tells me that you've always been an entrepreneur because like I used to make doll clothes when I was in school out of paper and sell them to my classmates. Um, so much respect. So I I would I would like find the randomest jobs uh, in like even in school like when uh or like when like my friends wouldn't come to school or whatever and I've always been like the geeky child. I would like sell my notes as a notebook and it would be properly packaged and branded as Anam's notebook and oh, I would no like Yeah, I've always oh, been so a heartbreaker. You're heartbreaker. No, no, <laughs> you're like heartbreaker entrepreneur. No, no, sorry, that's a silly question. Now that I got context, oh man, that's ridiculous. So then, <laughs> you decided not to work with your parents, but you decided to work with your husband. How do you work with him? How do you like? Like, I know I struggle working with Natasha. Like we have to have very very specific roles when we work, otherwise we're on top of each other and we're just it's a big mess. How do you guys work? Because in the few times I've interacted with both of you, you seem to like have it quite well sorted out from an outsider's point of view. I know who I'm meant to speak to for what, and that's how certain things operate. Uh, I think it helps that Jerry and I are both very different people. I am uh, as creative as I am. I love numbers. Um I love excel sheets. I love sitting on the back end of a website and if I can't figure something I'll go and look up the html code and feed it in onto the back of my Shopify. Um you know whereas Jerry comes with over two decades of experience in building a brand. So I don't question or second guess his um strategy approach or his um or like for example when we were working on the branding of verified way pre launch of course um all the people we spoke with were people that were people who had worked with him on some of the most iconic ads digitally and in mainline so we had the best set of you know resources and because of his relationship with them god bless uh, we also didn't have to pay exorbitant brand rates they were fairly conservative with <laughs> knowing that this is a bootstrapped brand <laughs> um so i i i think that it helps that we know what each of us is good at and what each of us isn't good at 
I know when I need liquidity and when the numbers have been met or when the targets for the month haven't been met, I know I need to push out a sale of some sort because at the end of the day, this is a completely bootstrap business. I have tried my best to um, build it now 10 months in in a way that I don't really want to keep putting more money in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to have it, you know, sus- be sustained by itself till, of course, we reach a point of scaling at some point where we look at other options. So both of us know what we're good at. Like if you start talking money, Jerry will automatically keep quiet and I'll start talking. And if you're talking branding and strategy, uh, then he will take the lead. It's just something that comes very organically to us. We've never had to sit down and be like, listen, you're this and I'm this. So let's do. No, that's never been part of uh-huh. it at all. So. You were talking about like next phase of verified. I wanted to understand: is there a like a measurement of success? Like, how would you like like call yourself successful? What would have had to have achieved or happened to you in order to say like, yeah, I think we're successful in X, Y, like as a blogger, as a content creator, whatever. <clears throat> See, with Verified, I play blind on a lot of things because a lot of it is very new to me. As a blogger, I don't still see myself as successful, but I often remind myself to pat myself on the back because I was able to buy my own house in a place like Bombay at the age of 26. Yeah. So, huge deal. For me, for me, that's a big, 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 big check mark to have been able to do that without taking a rupee from anyone in my life. Um, yeah, but do I still see myself as successful? This is a philosophical question I go back to in therapy every once in a while. Where I, I you know, it's the, are you satisfied? Are you content? Are you happy? It's one of those things. And the problem with me is I may be happy, but I'm never content. So I'm always happy, but chasing more. And that's just who I am. So I feel like even if I, even if, I mean, sure, inshallah, even if Verified becomes Fenty Beauty someday, uh, I'm the kind of person that will still be chasing the next goal. So I don't know, on a deep-rooted emotional level, maybe I need to learn to be more satisfied with what's in hand. But from a career perspective, I'm a little bit more, let's go after the next thing. So I'm just that ambitious. person. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing. Um, since you're talking about looking back, how do you think, this is two-part questions. How do you think a the industry has evolved because you're in like the fastest changing industry, and secondly, how are you constantly innovating yourself, right? From blogging to Instagram to YouTube, like how what are you what are you thinking to do these two things, right? Like how do you stay relevant, and what are you doing to kind of push forward? Um. Is it weird to say that relevance is slightly overrated? Like, is that a, I don't mean for this to be a controversial, (laughs) you know. I think that as long as you stay relevant within the set of people that you have common interests with, it's all good. Like, can I have, um, am I the kind of person that is chasing viral numbers? I really am not. And I know that those are the most relevant people in today's digital times. But I'm, and if you buy that factor, I'm not relevant. But will somebody from that factor be able to sell the way we're currently selling our Sara collab or my makeup? I don't know no, because don't know. I'm seeing conversions. So I'm happy with what I have in that regard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like it's a little bit more subjective and maybe I'm looking at it from a lens that suits me. I mean, I'm also going to go ahead and yeah. say that. Yeah. Um, as far as how am I trying to like, keep up with everything that's changing to be honest i um uh, i like to check in every few months on am i up to date do i know what's happening like for example i i faced a very very big slump work-wise in 2016 where i felt like this is not for me this place is not for me i don't think i can do this i wasn't i wasn't enjoying it the way i used to yeah. and i discovered my love for youtube at that point of time You've been on and YouTube that's, 2016? Wait, 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 wait. I didn't know you've been on YouTube for that long as well. So, oh, you've been on YouTube. So you would call yourself a YouTube creator more than an Instagram creator? No, no. Wait. So I have more context for you on that front. Okay, go on. I became a blogger in 2011. 
I actually started YouTube with a YouTube network in 2012. But okay. the network, I uh, split with the network and then I moved with another network and then I split with that. They shut down and I went on to my own channel properly saying, okay, from now on, I'm going to post regularly on YouTube in 2017. So I've been around on YouTube since 2012, but I really found my own home base on YouTube from 2017. Um, and again, I had a big advantage because people knew me from the blogging days and Instagram was already a thing by then. So yeah. uh, that helped. But like for me, that was, uh, I, I look at it in creator zone in my head. I look at it as Anam 2.0 post 17 because I was able to just find love for something that was so new to me. Yeah. Um, and it really excited me about everything I was doing. So, and then I feel like again, post verified this. I mean, you could probably look at it as an Anam 3.0 then because uh, I still love my long form content and I love my, I mean, I'm growing to love short form content with caveats. Um, but I love building products. So I feel like I've, I don't know, I like, maybe I just got lucky. I was able to find different things that excited me at different stages and uh, who knows what will excite me next I don't know wow so you've been on YouTube since 2012 you've been blogging since you were 19 you're absolutely in my opinion crushing Instagram as well right what would you in today's day and age say to your younger self either starting out or I don't know about if I would use the word figuring it out because you were fairly fluid in your sort of initial processes. But what would you say to your younger self? Or what would you say to what would you say to someone starting Instagram, YouTube in today's day and age? I think it's easier to give a message to my younger self. See the thing with start the thing with starting in today's day and age is that while the advantage is that you know how big it can get. You have paths to follow potentially. You know what to do and you know what to avoid. Um, creators these days are quick to get managements and PRs. And I literally just got signed on to my first management now in June after like being in the space for 11 years. Um, I feel like there's also a disadvantage because now everybody knows what to do and what not to do. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not different because now everyone, the secret's out. You know, it's all out there. Um, you're now it's a lot more about competing with one another to get the business and to get the brand deal and to get the whereas I think that the set of people that started around the same time as me and there was hardly three or four of us I think that I can think of um, till today it's a little bit more community led like we'll still do phone calls with each other that don't make it to social media, that don't land up going on stories and posts where we'll vent to each other or we'll tell each other about a difficulty while working on a certain brand deal. There are, you know, I I, 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 I remember there being like, I don't think there were BBM groups at that time, probably earlier on WhatsApp groups at the time, mm -hmm. where we'd be like, listen, has anybody got this payment from this campaign? Has anybody, <laughs> like, because we, it was more community driven. It had a lot more to do with, hey, we're all figuring this out. So while the generation of creators are starting out now, and I'm going to sound like a grandma dinosaur while saying this has its set of advantages, they also have their own set of struggles and disadvantages um, that, you know, that they're going to have to find solutions to and move those roadblocks on their own because now it is an industry and now there's a lot of carrots dangling for a lot of people. Right. Whereas we were all playing blind and we didn't know what it would be or how big it would be or what was next. Um, so advantages, disadvantages, pros and cons for both sides. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I want to ask sort of, and a question more because now it's coming back to community, right? And I see you consistently ending up going there. Is um, have there been moments in your interaction with I like the word community better than followers with your community? Me too. That uh, sort of like lifts you up. Like, what are those things that like 
if you're feeling down you go look back at that like yeah man like that's that's done by me like i was either part of that or the creator of these people coming together what a what a couple of instances like that i think if you one from yesterday somebody's brother got admitted in a rehab in a small town of bombay and she needed a second psychologist's opinion but it's a really small town and she didn't know where to go so she asked me to put it up on stories and she said can people come forward i had about four or five psychologists who follow me reach out and with their permission i connected them on instagram and that girl reached out to me by the end of the day and left me a big fat thank you god i have goosebumps um you know and it's things like that it's just things like that like i feel like um i feel like it all started out with the frivolity of where to shop <laughs> but it's landed up putting together um a set of people that are genuinely truly like minded oh god i don't to one second <laughs> it's just it's just nice it's nice to see people who come together and agree on so many points and have um and have a common vision on hey where like they're mostly women right yeah. and so it's just nice to see such a huge group of women come together that know that they can lean on each other like i have this small discord group and it's small like it's under 100 people um which is what we call within like it's the where fam discord group and they'll send like they'll exchange recipes and they'll talk about hey what to do i'm going here on this weekend and they'll talk about hey i had a shitty day and somebody's cheering the other person up mm-hmm. somebody's getting married and moving to another city somebody's getting married and moving to another country and i'm not even part of each of each and every one of these conversations they're just talking to each other and if i happen to be the medium through which they met kudos to you not. yeah kudos to so, you <laughs> i enjoy it i like the idea of like like when we do when we've done meet and greets i feel like it always starts off with show sure, me and then meeting me and all of that but they become little bands among themselves um you know like the last time i i it, i don't know if i should call it a meet and greet because it was really more of a catch up with a small set of people from this discord group based in bombay and we met for lunch and i wasn't treating them or taking them out wasn't any of that it was literally eight girls who got together had lunch um what i thought would be a 2 hour lunch landed up being a five and a half hour affair on a sunday uh, i had a fantastic time with them and they realized the group of people that live in the same you know locality and they went back in groups and i love that um i i i have a very i mean i just have a very strong sense of hoping to be able to bring people together like i like that yeah. i i i'm i and i don't think that there is a bigger joy like whenever somebody asks me what's your favorite thing about doing what you do without a second thought i can tell you it is the community that is the best thing that has happened to me because whether it was helping me in putting resources together during the pandemic whether it was uh you know whether it is like them coming forward to share resources during a flood during absolutely anything they are the first people to be like we know you'll share here these are from my area and i'm i'm literally all i'm doing is share, sharing on stories you know they they make life simple when i started to realize that there was this forming many many years ago i used to take screenshots and store them on a folder on my hard drive uh, which i stopped doing after a point but like that is what that's what means the most to me the fact that I have that connection. They know who I am. I know who they are. It's not just that they know who I am. I'm yeah. not here for the fan moments. I know of Inderjeet who had her second child eight months ago at the hospital near my house. I know of Richa who got married, invited me to her wedding. She's an ex. You know what I mean? Like she happens to be uh, an ex Google employee. She's moving to the states. I know of like a follower of mine who's been around for very long. long and she lives in italy and i know the next time like i have a follower who's been following me for a really long time and she lives in madrid and i felt so bad because i realized and I, uh, like i saw her dm or her email or something after i had left madrid on my last holiday oh. um i have this 
follower turned content creator Simran who lives in Bangkok who DM'd me when I was in Thailand on a girls trip in 2014 and she's become such a close friend I've been to her house every time I've gone to Bangkok since she's come to my house every time since when I have a random red eye flight I'm taking out of Bangkok I leave my luggage in her house like it's become like that I've met her whole family oh. she's met my husband she's been there for my birthday I she's joined us on Friday nights out with my friends like it's it's that to me the idea of just not just oh you know me and you know what i do is not it it doesn't make the cut i also want to know who you are and that feeling of just building relationships is very 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 dear to me wow so is is that one of the main reasons or what was the reasons why you decided to do a collab with me because clearly i'm the smaller guy okay i have jewelry building experience but on the social cloud world i'm a smaller player what made you decide to go for jewelry collabs so a i don't think social cloud is a filter that exists in my brain fair enough uh i don't think that there is a filter i think that you have a great personality we really got along talking on clubhouse yeah. and there were very few people where the connections on clubhouse really stayed like it transcended to other platforms yeah. or we the first time you and i met tarun you came over you were mouse for what four hours yeah quite a while <laughs> i had to cancel two other meetings yeah you know what i mean so yeah. i don't think that i like 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 i had a couple of creators who've been part of you know things we've done for verified and they've you know in certain moments been like how come you you know selected us or asked us i barely have any followers and to me it's like fuck why is that a filter that's really not a filter to me i feel like like even now so we just got an agency on board who's helping us with you know setting up these uh content associations with newer creators as a brand we're not in a position where we can pay creators which one day i hope we will be so we're doing a lot of like uh collaborations with creators on barters and that's something that i'm in the space that i know i can do right now and um they'll be like oh but this one like they you know at the start when they didn't exactly when i hadn't completely briefed them right um they would be like hey are you okay with this but this one has lesser followers than this and i'd be like i don't give a shit how many followers this person has what does the content look like and then i would go through the feed and if i like the content that's all that matters to me yeah. so the number filter does not exist think of it like that to me the number filter does not exist in my head uh to me I am someone that if I if there is a vibe if I like what you're doing if I like your product if I think that your content is great of course I'm speaking across multiple you know genres um it works out I just don't have that I don't have that filter and I feel like if I ever become the kind of person that has that filter just smack my face because then I'm not me It's funny how you say that because essentially that's kind of exactly how I started out when i i remember doing one of my first ever collabs um i was at i think 900 followers and i saw this you know upcoming content creator she had 500 and i was just like hey i kind of like the photos you're doing i think you have like this cool like fashion editorial kind of vibe that you're going for are you up for me giving you a product and she was like oh my god i have 500 followers like are you kidding me and i was like i don't care like i think you're posting amazing photos and i'd like to be part of you know getting um, sort of on that and creating something together and i can remember that that was one of those times where i got i mean i told her you know you give me i gave her a free pair of earrings and i told her you create um i don't know five or six uh, products i mean shorts and give me in my head i was just i was doing maths it's like the products cost x if i were to do shoots uh, six photos or one look uh, would cost me x i don't have to deal with model makeup photographer everything is her responsibility so i was just weighing it that when i was like this is a sweet deal she gave me 15 photos um one better than the next like she got vibe like it was like my boho vibe like i wanted to build this kind of vibe she went behind the trees like you know shadows kicking in and i was like blown away um and i remember that that 
ends up happening multiple times and i it happened once more with another uh, blogger from calcutta again i like the fact that again stronger personality she was very clear that i'm not going to fit this sexy blogger mode i want to be uh, she, she also started a brand i like to say it's untouched or something like that and she does like this printed dresses or skirts that is calcutta work and then she wears it on like funky t-shirts and like unapologetically her and i was just like i love the vibe right and she was just like yeah you don't give me one give me two and i'll do two separate series for you and again like all this like fancy things kick in and at the end of the day i'm just like wow and what ended up happening with me especially with her name devashri i still remember it is once i posted another content creator's photo up she called me up are you happy with the post you just did it's like uh, yeah like it's uh, good looking she's like do you know it's pixelated photo please ask the person to give you high res images it's getting highly pixelated and i hadn't even like paid attention to oh is this actually high res like it came from whatsapp screenshot dal diya like and at that point i was like wow man like how do i work with you more often like how do i get to a point where i can actually start paying you what i feel is fair i can't keep doing barter because it's it's not fair on the long run like one twice to start a relationship works um but yeah like i i sort of digress but like i totally get it like it just makes so much sense to to do it initially and then that relationship and that bond to social is like is my is my favorite reasons why i'm on social as well yeah and i feel like as long as you have the qualitative filter there it's all good like that's what matters at the end of the day quality is what sustains long term yeah. numbers are great but who wants to be a one hit one nobody that's true i never looked at it that way um i think i've kind of done with asking questions now i've seen you on social and i've seen you're a big kind of coffee with karan fan um so i have to do rapid fire like i can't end this interview oh my god i have to do it didn't make it to the coffee but i got tarun <laughs> with sara i like well, it yeah, let's yeah. do it okay let's go um i have to like figure out all my questions because i had so many written for you am i getting a hamper um What yeah sara verified collab collection whatever piece you that hamper <laughs> no no i'm going to send you a box of forever uh, chocolates because i know that's your favorite um, my weak spot yeah yeah i may be a small tin of nutella as well just <laughs> with your waffles and be don't care as long as you take care of your body i love that post so much <laughs> that's what i meant like like it's stuff that you wouldn't see quote unquote beauty blogger post about and surprisingly that's the ones that at least i connected most with or at least resonated most with again maybe because i'm not target audience for beauty um but like those are the things that really like kind of inspired me it's like wow like you put this and sometimes like you i go to a restaurant and you just take food things i'm like yeah i mean i go to good restaurants as well you never see me post photos of it but the way you the way you end up putting it up like like it, that resonates right and i think again coming back to community i think that's kind of what your like strong point is speaking of which you've been where fam tarun you've been where fam i've been where fam i got to start like i got to get see i got good juju like i got that in the process of us making the collab and i'm like i was telling the team i was like you know good juju is something that i absolutely love right like it's it transcends when you first said it i thought it was good jewelry right like i was just like yeah it kind of makes sense you know maybe it's something she says um it's one of the reasons why i was like you got to write like i know you wrote like like hundreds of it together i was like i'm not designing this piece unless it's your handwriting we'll do whatever it takes has to be yours because it's it transcends like good jewelry good vibes like it's it's so much wait how did good juju come about wait i had no idea you thought good juju meant good jewelry i just this is when i this when i first launch confession um, first time i ever heard it, i just i just thought good juju good juju was came derived from good jewelry because you love jewelry like i mean there's no denying it but i just thought yeah. kind of how it came about 
No, but like good juju has been like a thing I've said for the longest time. I feel like, like you know how you say like um send good vibes and then mm. we say nazar na lage or like I say alhamdulillah or I have a tattoo that says alhamdulillah. Um, it's just one of those things that stuck with the followers and like it was like for example when I started noticing that others have picked up on it was when um. I started having a lot of sleepless nights and anxious nights pre-launches when I, especially when I launched Verified last year, and people would be like sending you good juju, sending you good juju, and I was like, oh my god, they noticed that I say that a lot, and then it just became like it just again kind of just got picked up very organically by everyone, and I would share anything. I got COVID, sending good juju. You got COVID, I'm sending good juju. It just <laughs> became like a thing on its own. I don't know. I can. I wish I could. They have some marketing genius that strategizes. It just didn't. It just happened, and I realized that it happened. That's the only. That's the only thing. So it just it's just always been part of my my vocabulary, and uh, I've always believed in like because I I like a lot of my vlogs or a lot of people that watch my stories will realize that I talk a lot about like vibes. I think I mentioned that even at the start when we started having this conversation, and I am one of those people who will. Pull out of a situation if the vibes aren't there, and I am someone who will dive into something I should not be in if something is like, oh, but that looks like I want to be part of it. Um, so yeah, I just kind of went from there, to be honest. So what what is good juju? Like, how did you come up? How did you like randomly say? But I did didn't come up with the term, Tarun. I have not come up with good juju as a term. Good juju is a it's an internet. Term or it's a real offline life term. I have not coined oh, the term. That. See again, old school. I have no idea. I thought you coined no, it. No, no. Person, I heard no. it. Or, oh, not at all. I have not coined the term. It's just something that I started using, and it got picked up. And it, you know, like where Fam talks about it now. But it's not a term that I have coined. It's a very common term on the internet. Good, not even Google, the internet. I think even just Google, in Google. life. <laughs> <laughs> Even in life, good juju. It's like good karma. It's like doing good to get good. That's what it means. Mm. Um, I have not coined it at all. Oh, what See, <laughs> I would root post launch. You have ever told me that you had coined it based on how many times I have seen you and your community use it. There would be zero doubt in my mind that you were the the creator of that. Like zero. I have never ever heard that word till I interacted with you and verified and Anam C Instagram like zero like never ever heard of that word. I cannot believe I'm realizing this post launch. I should have heard this pre launch. <laughs> certain things were certain things were asked for questions like these are questions like how did you come up with good juju? Huh. I didn't. It's a yeah. common term. Learned something new today. Learned something new. Oh wow. Okay, on that, I got to get to good juju question answers. I have yeah. a bunch of them all um, written down. Um, I should start with. Um, okay, let's go. Rapid fire round. Realistically speaking, how much time do you spend on your phone every day? About five hours. Oh, nice. Uh, when you're stuck in traffic, what's your go-to song to lift you up? Apna time aega. Oh, nice. Uh, what's your go-to lazy dinner place or your go-to dinner place? Your course sizzlers. Your course sizzlers. Um, yes, it's a pepper uh, chicken steak in steak? pepper sauce with wow. grated cheese, extra crispy fries, mushrooms, no veggies, and rice. Oh my god! I love how you have that down to a T. Um, do you watch shows episode by episode or binge watch? Binge watch. Otherwise, uh, I'm just rewatching everything that I've already seen. Yeah, I do that as well. Um, what's a what's your favorite des holiday destination? LA. What's a place you haven't been to that are dying to go to? Northern Lights. Northern Lights. Uh, see the Northern Lights. What's your most memorable recent holiday and why? Queensland, just pre-pandemic, perfect timing. Spent a night on a pontoon at the Great Barrier Reef. Woke up to the ocean by ourselves. Literally, just five of us. Went scuba, went snorkeling. 
um it was magical love queensland i think actually yeah. my favorite destinations are queensland and la i couldn't pick one all right um when you travel what's something that's essential in your bag camera <laughs> my vlogging camera and enough i don't know why i was surprised by that are you, are you a light traveler or a heavy packer light traveler what's that oh my god uh what's your ideal kind of holiday beach or mountains or beach sure um what's a jewelry product you're most sentimental about my good juju earrings earrings Um, you didn't mean like otherwise, like real jewelry. Do you mean? I like mean any, any, any. Are you okay? That could be from the collab. Oh, is that your favorite one from the collab? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, fair enough. What's your most sentimental? Yeah. What's a jewelry piece that's most sentimental to you across platforms? So I have, I have two or three. Like, of course, my engagement ring is super sentimental. I have a jewelry set that was my nanny's, like nikah jewelry set that got passed down to my mum and got passed down to me. Yeah. um so that's one that i really really cherish um yeah those are i think the two that come to mind instantly i i wrote this question down for rapid fire but i know the answer but i'm going to ask it anyway um gold plated jewelry or silver plated jewelry hey come on i don't even have to answer that um, gold plated jewelry i don't know <laughs> I, i was just doubt i, I was just like Is there a chance that she actually likes silver as well, or silver plated? I mean, it's not like I don't, because like for the longest time, uh, you know, I've been into like white gold. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say silver I like white gold, but uh, no, gold is gold. Yeah, green. That's just it. Um, would you consider your jewelry or fashion style more classic or more trend based? I don't even need to hear the second option. Classic. Got it. Um, if you weren't doing. blogging content creation what would you what else would you be doing um in an alternate universe anam would be a investment banker <laughs> what i am i love numbers actually or yeah. a lawyer i don't know maybe i don't know like oh wow these are things i wanted to do like sometimes i wish i could like replay life and just For the heck of it, choose different options and see how it turns you know, out. Life you know? Oh wow! Yeah, but like I, I would have loved to work in finance. Wow, I am genuinely surprised by that. That alone deserves a box of Ferrero Rocher. Uh, <laughs> uh, Netflix and chill, or party with friends. Netflix and chill, Got but it. like literally and chill, not the slang thing behind Netflix and chill. Huh? Like literally. Got it. Uh, What's uh, something special about being a content creator? Like, what's something special that you feel about being a content creator? The community, no? Yeah, I, I figured. Again, these are questions I I got before. I should have. Um, what's a recent incident, not necessarily related to uh, content creation or anything? Just something recent that. Uh, When happened to you? You were extremely overjoyed and thankful for. Um, we recently installed this app on our website where people can leave reviews and stuff. And somebody left like this really long review about how they trust me and will buy anything I now create because they've bought a whole host of our lipsticks and blushes, and they think that they're out of this world, and that they compared it with a few like really like luxurious high end brands and think my products are better. And I cried a little. Nice. That is a. <laughs> what is and last question? What is something that when somebody hears you talk about or knows about you is surprised that you actually do it? Well, that I love numbers and I enjoy okay. you know talking shop and <laughs> finance and you just were surprised. I was. Uh, I was. So I have again full disclaimer. I was when we first met. I was. I I I'm I box myself as creator right so every time I can't tell you how many times when I have to sit with the accounts these are the invoices I can't tell you how many times I cringe just before because I'm like oh my god he's going to show me that I did seven sales that I but I had a target of 10 and I'm going to feel like crap 
or I completely forgot to add GST in this. And oh man, like, and I can't remember, like when we were having conversations about launch, you were just like, hey, GST, how are we going to figure out this? And literally I was just like, oh yeah, like didn't even like on my to-do list, it was not even like part of consideration. It was just like, let the accountant handle it. Like, and I- well. I love this stuff. So I pay my own GST every month or quarter, depending on what my accountant is currently in the mode for calculations of. I pay my own TDS every month. Like when I say mine, I mean mine and verified. So two. Um, I love sitting on P&Ls. I love sitting on like figuring like costs to what should the MRP for this be and what are the overheads and what percentage of like I love looking at numbers in every form i once had a birthday cake which was a calculator wow <laughs> just wow I, so see that gives you perspective that if i wasn't anam the content creator i must be doing something um, in five i, I would uh, have liked to learn more about it to actually be able to be in it oh man that's that's a great way to end um <laughs> conversation i'm just like always i'm every time we've had interactions i'm always genuinely surprised at the end of it right there's something that i learn about you that i'm just like she's an absolute beast right and i have so much respect for you i i'm so excited for this collab i've done some silly reels with tantrum auntie that i can't wait to show you right now that we're going to like put out so i i can't really like I'm just thankful, right? Like stars aligned, Clubhouse, thank you so much. Like you made us meet in a world where um, yeah. I, I'm genuinely, I'm grateful. Like I, I can't uh, think of any other words other than the fact that I'm, I love hanging out with you and I love having these interactions because every time that I'm suddenly more inspired to do something better. So thank you. Thank you. You are very kind and you are very inspiring all by yourself. I say this, I said this to Jerry um, as well, where I'm like, you know what? I'm having a conversation with Tarun. I know it's going to be at least 30 minutes long, so I'll do whatever. And I love having these conversations with you. Uh, so honestly, thank you and thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm now going to go and listen to more episodes from it because clearly I'm behind on things. But uh, thank you for initiating this collaboration and making it come to life because I think what we've created together is special. And uh, I'm so glad that we did, honestly. Thank you for listening to the entire episode. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do share it on social media platforms like Instagram. I personally see all the stories that we're tagged in and it's a great way for us to get connected as well. And if you've really enjoyed it and got some value from the podcast, please do leave a review. It really, really helps us grow since we're just starting out. Thank you once again for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day ahead. Mm -hmm.